forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends, and they love Sex and the City. And they couldn't help but wonder, do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Frenchies, so many every single day. Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Skylar Hanrath. And this is Couldn't Help, Help but, wonder. but Wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Hello. All right. Hello, Skylar Hanrath. How are you? What if I started putting the emphasis on the back? Half yeah, yeah. Of I love to move name. an emphasis around. What if oh, I was Jamili? Jamili yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and Hanroth. Hanroth. It, it's fun to have fun. It is. You <laughs> know what? Name. It is fun to have fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, say it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just getting tired of saying the same name for you over and over. I gotta change it up. And I insist. I do. I want first name, first name, last name. If I'm gonna be spoken to. <laughs> We have fun. We do have fun. Guys, girls, people listening. Um, today we are doing another fabulous mailbag episode because we got so many awesome questions from listeners. So we are going to keep going answering those questions. And then next week, are we wrapping this up? Is that the I plan? So. Yeah, what that, are you that's, feeling? That's currently the plan. So, yes, listeners, Rose, tell, tell is, Rose is out today. Um, I I don't know doing what. We don't know Something why. Exciting. She, we yeah, don't she know just why, but we I got feel a very like cryptic. Yeah, we we got a very cryptic letter in the mail saying I won't be available. <laughs> um, Guys, we didn't really get that. No, <laughs> just, no, no, no. Just an email. Uh, yeah, very short I, and pleasant. A very I am, and I am seeing her tomorrow night because it's yeah. her birthday. Um, okay. but but that's all to say that yes, we're all three of us going to do one more. One more wrap-up mailbag, because I, I'm sure listeners have noticed when we've done this, we answer like two questions. Yeah, we <laughs> we, we really we, don't get through many questions in We like to make a meal of it, yeah. We do, we really do. We but then, yes, yeah, so we'll meal. do all, all three of us together, and then we're going to go on hiatus and retool, rework, reimagine. Really just, we're going to go into hibernation, then we're going to emerge as a beautiful new format, Butterfly. It's going to be lovely. That's right. Do butterflies hibernate? I I consider it was a the mix. It was a mix. It, it was okay. <laughs> it was a mixed metaphor, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, who and I'm meta here say? for it. Metaphor here. here. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, guys. It, it's fine. It. Everything's fine. It. Um, who was I this week? I was. God really stumped here i guess i was um i guess a little bit of a carry when she was like going on a bunch of dates around town i didn't go on a bunch of dates um but i did go see old i saw um old. we gotta talk really? old yeah let's talk old <laughs> let's talk old the beach makes um, them old uh, the beach. Listeners. oh this is spoiler alert by the way we should say that because well this this part is especially this part well, is that, in the trailer. Well, that part is in the yeah. trailer. It's a beach that makes people old. But w what I feel like we're about to get into might be spoiler territory, which honestly, if you can't make it to the theater, I say keep listening because I don't know that it's worth seeing in the theater. I, I but also it's such a hot shit of a movie that like I don't know. In in a way, it's almost impressively stupid or something. Um, but I, then also parts of it are enjoyable. Yeah, it's like I I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place on like this stage of M Night Shyamalan at the moment because okay, he so did. What do you Glass, mean by this? Well, he did Glass most recently, which is like people interesting, liked. but like sorry. I thought people liked Glass. I like Glass. Well, it, but it's inter it's interesting, but it's like really like small scale and like it's not. I think a lot of people were disappointed because it's like really talky and it's like it's not the most exciting conclusion to this weird trilogy that he's he's created. Mm -hmm. But um, and then before that, he did 
Split, which is like a surprising sequel oh, to that's the one, one I of his saw. early movies. Unbreakable. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and but he's just in this kind of weird place where now he's like financing his own stuff and kind of just like trying to trying to he move. He financed away. that? He financed I don't know if he financed all of uh old, but he financed uh Split personally because he like wow. had this whole period where cause he did like After Earth and the Avatar adaptation, both of which like bombed like crazy. Mm. And he was like, I need to have a little more skin in the game, be a little more invested. And so he like started putting up his own money and like making these like low budget uh Blumhouse movies because he did the visit before that too. And he got it God, they, you're he, so knowledgeable. Oh he my got God. he got better. I mean his his stuff like it's he got back to like basics like doing like kind of exciting thriller stuff, which I think is cool. But I think I don't know, old is interesting. I think old looks very pretty. I think the like I think it's like well shot. I think it looks pretty good, but I think it looked okay. Yeah, I I just it thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was like a nice like sun dappled like kind of use of a tropical location. Like um, that's a good point. That's a good point. Warm uh, cinema. And it's cool. It's cool to have a, a movie that takes place on a beach. Like yes, absolutely. There aren't many of those. Like the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio, which was also a real stinky stinker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think if I had to choose my favorite beach movie of those two is i prefer old yeah i um but yeah i i think i was okay on i think like the center the center of it is so like bleak and kind of upsetting and just like interminable where it's just like it really does become a like what if we just explore this premise for like a good hour 20 basically of like yeah everyone's gonna get old and everyone's going to die and that's just can what I, we're gonna watch <laughs> okay can i can we talk about something i don't know if this happened to you but i think i started to feel a little stressed by the timeline okay actually i might have a question for you i think this is a question but i also might know the answer but you can also answer it for me so the kids are developing at a very rapid rate. Yes. You know, they are like, it's like one year is 20 minutes or something. Yeah, something like I, that. It's one, one year every half hour. One year every half hour for the children. But the parents kind of were going slow there for a minute. And I was confused by that. I remember they made some comment about like cell turnover, but I missed, I missed the full justification. I was kind of like, wait, what? So I feel like the parents were like aging pretty quickly until the very end when they were like about to die. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of stressed out by like the special effects element of like when everybody's aging. Can yes. you explain why the adults don't age as fast as the kids? I think the effects just aren't as consistent there. Cause I think everybody is aging at the same rate, but it's the thing where adults like the adults felt real. I was yeah. like, Oh, they're aging in real time. There's like one new wrinkle every time they're on camera and it's super yeah. subtle. Well, that's, that's the thing though. Cause like when you're a kid, obviously you go through you go, you, you changes much more yes, rapidly. Yes. It's all concentrated. Oh, and, then, in the front. and that's true. And then they stayed at like Nat Wolf, than the other girl for a while because yes. once you hit that age you don't start changing as rapidly yes and they're the only ones who just logically could survive as long as everyone else given that everybody's gonna make it to like 80 maybe at the most like all the adults are already like closer to 80 and that's why they die mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. the kids but, but why did the baby die I that was that didn't totally. And well, why did that girl die in the water in the beginning? Like we said, guys, spoiler alert. Well, the girl with the nosebleed rapper. The girl, yeah, yeah, with uh, what is his name? Midsize sedan, a great rapper name. Just totally bizarre. I, I do like, understand that M Night has a sense of humor. He seems to want to get into comedy a little more. He's definitely working it into his movies more deliberately, um, and some of it. He, he's funny. I mean, he's sort of funny. Well, I think that he's, I think he's not funny, but I think he tries to be funny. And I mean, kinda I want to be clear, Sky. <laughs> like, I, I don't no, laugh I at him. I appreciate the attempt, yes. but it feels very green. Like even yes. when he gave, okay, I do want to circle back to my question about the rapper, but really quick as an example of M. Night Shyamalan humor is when he had the sort of like, 1990s like bim blonde bimbo girl yes. say like i have like a calcium problem or yes. whatever but she said it in the way like you would make fun of a woman for like being on keto or like yes. green juices like it was really kind of misogynistic honestly yes um and then 
but then it ended up coming back around. And I was like, oh, okay. But like to choose calcium, I thought was, it was weird how she was complaining about a calcium deficiency in an airhead way. Yes. I didn't, I was like, oh, are you making fun of a type of person who like talks like this about their green juice? Or are you like, it's like, no, she actually legitimately had a calcium deficiency. Yeah, and but the he, way... And the way that she ends up dying, I think, is truly probably favorite. the it's most horrifying it's my beat favorite. of the whole movie. It's really it good. It's really cool. scary. Yeah, like her and... It oh was my God. fucking cool. I was yes. like, that no, is rules. a good idea. That it, is smart. It's really... But that's also what I mean, too, when I mean that the whole center is just, like, kind of bleak and upsetting, where it's like, it becomes very punishing. It's just everybody dying. It for, is punishing. For a while. I know. And it's almost to the point where when a new person dies and everyone's like, so-and-so died. It's like, yeah, guys, everyone's dying. Why are we? We all are like used to it by now. Like you guys shouldn't be as shocked when people die. Oh, but, but as for the reason why and the woman he met at the, at the hotel and then went to the beach with died. She dies in the same way that, um, the guy who swims out dies where like right. if you so swim why? out you start age you're aging at the same rate so you just pass out basically like you get old you get weaker and then you can't like oh. you can't make the same swim it's also part of the reason that the kids like succeed doing it because they're younger and they go and they know the thing about the coral where it's like i don't fully understand why the coral is this no. passageway but i also was happy to have a little bit of of a reprieve from Sure. I was thankful that it, thank God for the coral just to like get us out of the punishment. Yes. But I also don't, I don't understand the logic there. I'm going to poke holes in what you said just a tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. If she dies, if people die at a more rapid rate in the water, then why did her body wash up on shore looking pretty banging? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Because there's, it's, it's all over the place because there's, I was expecting There's, her to be like a hag. I thought that yeah, would be cool. It, well, like, then she becomes a hag too. She does become just that rib cage. Like there's that a genuinely cool shot from inside of her rib cage when they take yes. off the um. Yes, that was cool. Like later. dinosaur remains. Yeah. It was really cool. But yeah, I think the I think the internal logic's a little bit all over the place. It's a it's a and light. the nose bleeding was confusing. Yes, absolutely. There's certain stuff where you're like, oh man, this is like if you just. Yeah, I'm sure he has someone, but like if he had a team of like whole pokers in his yes. script, literally yeah, just like a you, he needs a you, he yes. needs Skylar Harris just to just, just come so in. We're just going to do a logic pass entirely. It, and just he needs a logic up. and it would do so much because his twists are so interesting. And I think there's like commentary yes. there and like it was interesting. It's like, what's more ethical, like letting someone like letting all these people around the world die or like killing a few to like get medicine yes, for everybody weird, which is actually like a totally interesting premise and it's a little super bit super interesting i in wish that end. i know yes. i wish that was the movie it's so yes. interesting it uh, yeah that's the thing where it's like i i kind of like it i i came away like ultimately liking it me too i think i oh fuck i think i did like it actually yeah just because i like sort of on a conceptual level i think it's pretty cool but the actual like execution's a little frustrating i think i did like it oh my god i think i liked old. it yeah we, we're pretty i old, really old came cast. here to t- say how i didn't but i now talking about it, i'm like it's kind of fucking good it's also it's also oh i must say god. i'm really into i think i'm really enjoying this uh current small like mini trend of like daytime very bright horror movies because midsummer is the other one that i think of too one of my favorites yeah the whole time we're just gonna be we're just gonna find ways to terrify you in the daylight yeah which i think is cool it's an interesting just like writing exercise problem basically you were so right yeah it doesn't always have to be at night that's such a good point and also i mean yeah we were talking about this in the writer's room um and my showrunner was just saying like you guys are doing an old episode well, no, we were, no, but he literally has seen every single movie ever made ever. Like, honestly, like you and him, oh, you would love each other. Um, but he was saying uh, what I thought was a really good point was like, you know, if you take the premise of big and make it a horror movie, it's like yeah. kind of genius. Like, yes, it's real simple. Well, that's also one of the things, too, where it's like or 13 going on 30 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's also there the relationship between. 
it's one of the reasons that um obviously outside of just being such a talented person but it's one of the reasons that like jordan peele is like this incredible figure in horror comedy and horror are not that far away from each other they're like they they build on they they succeed best when they're surprising they build on tension and release like it's right. like it's, it, which is comedy yeah which is like it 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 makes a lot of sense that that um they play in similar areas they don't have the exact same ends which i kind of love and i think it's really cool like Ari Aster's stuff is funny. Like there's like hereditary and Midsommar are like upsetting. They have very disturbing moments, but they also have like very funny moments. It's like, they're I, not that yeah, far away. no, I agree with that. I think also, yeah, I also don't think one genre precludes another. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it makes it better because I mean, the same thing for just like heavy dramas. You're always like, but life isn't. Yes. A heavy drama. Like my dad just died and I'm still finding things to laugh at yes. or like noticing that a funny thing happened. Like, I just don't know why horror movies always have such a like, a, well, now we're seeing more that are genre bending. But for so long, even the I'm talking about it like magic, even in the uh, what's it called? The what's the lead up to the magic trick? The, oh, the, 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 the prestige, the, the turn, prestige. The, yeah. The prestige before the horror, like even that is just like really like not funny. It's like you're just like sitting around in a house and everyone's depressed and like moody and drinking coffee and staring out the window. And it's like, no, like have that part feel like real life. Have it be funny or fun fun, or weird or whatever it is like, because then when it goes dark, you're like, whoa, that yes. is a shift. And like, yeah. you're really excited by that shift. I also think it's like a particular attitude thing. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are resistant to like the mixing of genres and like want their horror to just be horror, want their comedy to just be comedy. Right, and like right, an right. action comedy or a horror comedy like doesn't always work for everybody. But I think that you and definitely me like really think it's interesting when the two can blend successfully. And I, I, and I also agree with you on the point of like life when it's, when you have heavy uh, upsetting events in it, at least for me, I certainly also deal with it by like, I have to laugh at it because I'm just yeah, like, this is course. insane. I can't believe this thing has happened. Like, I got into a, a car accident once like in high school that could have been bad, like came close to being bad. Wasn't bad. We were mm-hmm. all fine. But we got out of the car and like we're laughing because it was like such a like crazy oh, yeah. thing that just happened. But it was also like this is how we're all processing this thing that just happened. And it's like I I like when movies can represent that bizarre thing. So uh, so many of my favorite movies are like um, have elements of comedy written into them uh, while not necessarily being like hard comedies. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, also, like, I think horror is I think so much could be done in the horror space. Yes. And I'm hoping it expands a little more because I think it doesn't have to just be like the conjuring, you know, it's like there's just so much more that can be done, which is why everyone's so obsessed with Ari Aster Mm -hmm. is because he could do this, but he could also break out and I could see him totally doing like a softy brothers like uncut gems type movie yeah i could see him doing a harder comedy like i don't know his next movie is called disappointment boulevard at the moment it's like such a funny title title. like it's like it's like he i think he a thousand percent agrees with you too where it's like he let's let's play with all the genres a little bit which i think is so cool about that guy yeah i'm i'm writing a horror movie well you know that i think you know that i'm writing a horror movie with dan my ex ex husband current very good friend i am happy to report current collaborator but we're writing a movie and um yeah it's like horror comedy and it's 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 really it's really hard to write because you have to do the math of the plot holes yes which i've got to say i'm proud of us for doing it because we almost didn't start writing it for a really long time because i was like that doesn't make sense. That's a dead end. That's a misdirection. It's going to annoy an audience. Like, like there's so much math in, in horror movies. Yes. And I think you have to have a lot of patience to literally diagram it all out and make sure everything connects. Yes. And even if it's like you're hitting it over the head a little too hard and like maybe being a little too like 
expositional with it. I'm not sure. I think that's better than not tying the loop. And I will say, even though I didn't enjoy it in the moment, M. Night Shyamalan, I appreciated those moments where someone was just telling us what's happening. Yeah. They're like, where they you just need lay an it info out dump for a high premise. You need an like info you just dump. Need it. And you're not, yeah, you just want the information. You don't care how you get it. You just yes. want it. So if it comes out kind of in a clunky monologue, you're like, okay, well, at least I know. Whereas if you try to leave the monologue out, which is sort of like the indie approach is like, let the audience figure it out. You're like, yeah. fuck you. Like do your job as a filmmaker to tell me what I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Or you do the like cutesy, like even like I like get out, obviously such an incredible movie, but even get out has to explain itself at times. Like you I have, watched it. you have the video sequences where like Steven Root I is like was speaking just to yeah. talking about that. I was just saying that to Dan because we're writing this movie and I was like, you know what? I just rewatched get out on an airplane. And that shit is heavy handed. Yes. He yeah. is placed in a chair and then you watch him watch a movie yes. that literally says you Explains may not know what's going what's on. Happening. Yep. And then it's Stephen Root. Or no. Yeah. Stephen Root. Is that well, him? there's Stephen Root is the, is the blind character. And then and then Catherine Keener explains as well, I believe, at a certain point. I haven't seen it in a while. I believe there's uh, yeah, the two I, who Well, there's the a movie that explains like the Armitages with like yeah. the butterfly like coming out of the cocoon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they circle back. So you actually watch it like two or three times, I want to say. Yes. And it's just like, oh, man. But when you're watching it, you're not going, oh, OK, guys, you're going, oh, OK. Wow. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> it's also a testament to, and guys, we're seconds away from getting to who <laughs> I am this week. <laughs> uh, not, no, I mean, I love this. But um, it's also a testament to, like, info dumps are necessary in high premise stuff, I think. But doing them artfully is, is, like, one of the best things you can do. Like, if you can engage the audience in, while also getting a bunch of exposition out. I totally like, agree. It, yep. It, elevates what, your what work a gift. so much so a hundred percent a hundred percent but if you were writing a movie and you couldn't find a cool slick way to do it just do it because yes. it's better than it's better than not and there's also like i feel like there's like an easy like you could rank the worst ways to do it it's like don't do it in a big black title card with right. like a, a paragraph of text <laughs> like yes there 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 are good and bad ways to do it and like it's also like all of this stuff it's all in execution. Like, the, yeah, the, everything's the, execution. Yeah, like the best version of it is the get, like the get out version. You have an artful, exciting, grabby version of it, but Such really, you just have these characters just delivering info. How did Get Out not win every it's Oscar? Brilliant. It should have won when Best you, Picture that year. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it is insane. Who won Best percent. Picture that year? That was Shape of the, That was the Shape of Water year. Oh my <laughs> god. Now, you know, I did. I did like Shape of Water. I feel like I'm you. You didn't. Right. I'm OK. I didn't hate it. Okay. But it was also a year like that's an incredible year of movies and Get Out feels like this thing that's going to like have this legacy. And then it didn't win Best Picture. But a lot of like I great mean, movies. It don't is, win Best I, look, Shape of Water, I really enjoyed when I was watching it. I was like, that was a good movie. Um, I was in the theater with someone who really hated it. So I know that it's polarizing, I guess. But but Get Out is like such a more interesting triumph of film and it is truly genre bending and we had not seen that at that yes. point and it yeah i mean he literally created his own genre of like social horror like it's so interesting yeah he also like cemented himself as like like he his new movie just got announced um yeah and nope. he's already he's only made two two films and it's already branded as from the mind of Jordan Peele. Like that's how quickly he is a brand. Oh, he is like this identified, brilliant, singular from person. From the mind of, that is the ultimate compliment. It, if yeah, someone ever said from the mind of Jamie Lee, I'd be like, oh my God. You'll get there. The, I yeah. can die happy now. But he did, um, win, he did win best screenplay for that though. So, which I feel like yeah, is always like a good, like it is, is like still recognition. Come and on. An he didn't win best direction. I mean, that's no, insane. Every shot is so beautiful. Guillermo del Toro won Best Director. I, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, look, that to me, that's like, I mean, that's robbery. It's just, it was beautifully directed. Don't get me wrong. This is why, this is why the Oscars is stupid because both things are true. Yes. Shape of Water was beautifully directed. So is Get Out. But Get yeah. Out is like a triumph. Yes. 
Well, I mean, one of my all-time favorite movies did not win Best Picture, but it was like it was right up for and it won screenplay. The Social Network. It lost to The King's Speech. Oh, you this year. love that movie? Yeah, I, I love, love, love The Social Network. Yeah. Um, but another screenplay winner. Yeah. That see that to me is like a little like here you go like yeah. here's your consolation. I just don't like that. I mean, yeah. by the way, if I won an, a screenwriting Oscar, <laughs> I'd be fucking through the roof excited. But like. Yeah, Man. I just well, think there is there is the big prize like we know. Yeah. Well, there are some things where you're like the writing was great, but there's so much more that made that movie so elevated. It's a like percent. I just don't know how you can't recognize more pieces of it than just the writing. Anyway. A thousand percent. Um, OK, who are you this week? I um, I was thinking about who I was on the drive back from. I did platelets this morning. Oh, right. And I decided I was Carrie when she goes mm-hmm. to the cabin with Aiden. Because oh. um, she was not prepared for the cabin, and the other day, a, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine who's a pilot, um, uh-huh. like was in town, and he was like, "Hey, I really want to go to the Hollywood sign." Um, mm. He wanted to go like photograph something on the Hollywood sign, and I was okay. like, "Okay, great, I ha- let's do that." And then he, what he really meant was like, "Let's go on a real a sort of real deal hike." To behind the Hollywood sign at like 10 oh, in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got roped day. into a hike. Oh, yeah, I was not okay. expecting it. It was a round That's trip. what that picture was on Instagram yes. with you with your little hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, hat season out here. Me and Bodie up on top of Mount Hollywood. <laughs> I love that. That made me laugh so hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, much like Carrie, I was surprised by nature and. <laughs> It look, it can happen to us all. Um, oh my god! Time, though, ultimately, I I survived. I had a great time. I, I I've only been I up there. I survived. Yeah. You're so funny. I've only been up there it's twice. It is beautiful. It's really it no, is beautiful. No, it was it was it was pretty mellow. But it was just like the it like when Carrie got surprised by the squirrel at the cabin. I was like, oh, we're right. at the we're gonna go to the top of the mountain. You want to keep going? Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, people yeah. people do love their hikes out here. It's always just the thing that I don't love is that it's so dusty. It is very dusty. Dust element. I wish it were more like rocks that you could climb. That would be uh, fun. Yeah, we had bathed Bodhi like two or three days ago, and he's already had another bath because he went to. We also took him to the dog park for the first time, and he got slobbered on by a bunch of other dogs. Um, Uh And he was very cute. He he did great, but he got real good, and he needed. Yeah. Again, the dog parks. They're also they're also really. um, They're dusty. dusty. It's just fucking dusty out here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's get into these listener questions. Guys, this is a Sex in the City podcast, um, and we're going to take you right back to Sex in the City. Okay, uh, enough talking about old. Let's talk about the core four. Um, all right, we're going to start with a question from Winter Wonders One asks If you were recasting the show today, who would you pick for the core four? Do you think they could have still been friends if Charlotte voted for Trump? <laughs> Would Charlotte question. let her daughters date Brady? Oh my god! I, I like these three. These are three very distinct. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, can I? I have to commend you, Winter Wonders Wonders One. I love a spinoff of Charlotte's kids and Brady being I do friends. Too. Yes, love 100%. the children of Sex and the City. What a genius pitch! Damn, I want to take that into HBO. Brady just won the science fair. He's he's hot shit. He's he is. He just won the science fair. <laughs> we're okay, just getting um, around town, around Brooklyn. Okay, if we were recasting the show today, who would we pick for the core four? Okay, so they're in their thirties because that's like who are some like people? Who what would be an interesting pack? But is it like? In the 90s, or is it 2021? I think it would be we're like, selecting new 30s. I'm going to make an executive decision and say it's 2021, okay. and it's a new batch of 30 year old women or women in their 30s to 40s. Because um, yeah. Samantha, I think, was in her 40s when it started. So, um, okay. Who would be our Samantha? Who would be a good Samantha? I think. Um, 
I feel like I want to pull like an old SNL person. Mm. I think Heidi Gardner would be a fun Samantha. I really like Heidi Gardner. That's a really fun choice. She's so funny. She is Heidi Gardner as Samantha. Okay, I'm into that. That's a very um, similar type. Those are two like You think so? I think they're I just in terms of like blonde, funny white women, basically. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I think that that's the thing that's tough to come up with with Samantha is because Samantha is so specific. This is and true. like how she, the way she speaks, like oh, dart, like all of that. But again, this is the reboot or not reboot. This is like the new, the new this class. Is our so we, we can't try to reverse fit Heidi into the Samantha role. It's not fair to Heidi. So yeah. okay, fine. We'll say Heidi is Samantha. I'm gonna say Charlotte would be. We have to we have to add some diversity to our cast. We do. The they should have done it in the nineties. We can do it now. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. So I'm gonna say Charlotte could be let's come back to Charlotte. Who's our Carrie? <gasps> what about like Zazie Beats? I was thinking Zazie Beats too. I love her. Okay. She's she's great. She Okay. So um, she's our Carrie. Yeah, she's a great Carrie. She's Ooh, yeah. or like Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz also super fun. I think I tip toward Zazie Beats okay. in in the in the Kravitz Carrie Zazie role. Beats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like both. You're, okay. Either way, you're winning. Either way, that cast is coming together. Zazie and Heidi, are you kidding me? I'm thinking Jillian Bell would be an interesting Charlotte. I like Jillian Bell. Yeah, that feels fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Or like um, Merritt Weaver. Love Merritt Weaver. Mary Weaver's a little, she's like in her 40s, though, I want to say. Not that that's yeah, a problem, that but works, I'm just trying though. to think. She's just to get the ages. I think it works. Yeah, she rules. She, what? I think our cast is, it has a little more age diversity as well. I, or I don't know I like, how they like all Sarah met each Silverman. other. But. What about Sarah Silverman? It's a little bit of a different, it's a little off, but I also like harder as Charlotte, comedy. That would yeah. be hilarious. Oh, I love Sarah Silverman. I okay. think that feels really fun. Okay, and then who is our Miranda? Bryce Dallas Howard. Keep it. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is very fun. Keep I it Fisher. redhead. Keep it red hair. All the red hair. All the redheads. Um, or pull from pull from the original show and um, up Lucy Liu's part. She could be really fun as Miranda. Yeah, I like Lucy Liu. I, like, I mean, it's a fucking crazy replacement, but um, this is. I like. Fantasy. I like the zag. I that's a fun. That's a fun core <sighs> it's four. A big zag. I want to see okay. that core four. So it's Zazy. So we've come up. Zazy Beats is significantly younger than I, the rest. Yeah, I think of them. we have these people. I think we have to. Be, I think we have to age up. Would not be friends. I don't I think, think we can do Zazy. Yeah, we have to I replace Zazy. Maybe she, Tiffany Haddish. She is thirty. Oh yeah, Tiffany Haddish is great. Absolutely. As Carrie. Yeah. Because I feel like she doesn't, or, she, you wouldn't expect her in that role. Or Ali Wong. What about Rebecca Hall? Mm-mm. No. No. Or not Rebecca Hall. Wait, Rebecca, who am I thinking of? Rebecca Hall, I just, I love, I don't think she's like. Regina Hall enough. is who I'm thinking of. Love Regina, Regina Hall. Hall. Okay. She's also brilliantly Perfect. funny. She's yeah. brilliantly funny. So Regina Hall as Carrie. We have Sarah Silverman playing Charlotte. Love. That is some really beautiful casting. Um, and then who's our... And then Miranda's Lucy Liu? Yeah. And then we have Heidi, okay. Heidi Gardner as she Samantha. She is young. That's too that's young, okay. I feel like. You think so? Well, because so much about Samantha is her owning her sexuality at her age. She's older than mm-hmm. the other four. So I think we need someone in 40, 50s. I like Okay. Maybe Kate McKinnon? Is that ob- that feels obvious? I feel like I'm going very lateral off of the blonde white woman. I know it's okay. Like- I mean, I would love to just put Kate McKinnon in anything. She's definitely not 40s, 50s, but I'm into it. I think we should do that. What about Anna Gasteyer? Mmm, that is fun. Or Molly Shannon. She's she's in the show though, but I oh, would yeah, love Molly if Shannon they is- upped her role because she's uh, yeah we didn't do a great job of like the no. new class because none of these people are new to the screen really but i'm i still like it i, I think, think it's good i, I think, think we, we participated we took our swing i think that realistically we would have to sit down with us we'd have to put up a full list this we're because the truth is you could do the the younger generation you could do the 20 like people in their 20s version which i'm sure has been pitched um yeah i was also gonna say like 
I mean, like, Girls Trip is, like, functionally a core for, yeah. it is, like, the series version of Girls Trip would be a sort of contemporary Sex in the City. Like, I feel like that That's true. is a model to try to mine. And But anyway, I think we've got All to right. start. I think we, we, we got the ball rolling. Would Charles have so. voted for Trump? <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't, I, 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 we didn't really, I don't think she would. I don't think she would either. No. She, I don't think she would. I think she yeah. hate him. I yeah. I think she would find him gauche and Repulsive. like embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I don't. Yeah. He's he, he is gauche. He's not yeah. like classy enough for her. No. He was another person in the show. In but one she episode. definitely. She definitely votes based on the candidate. I think. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't see her. She's not a registered Democrat. But she strikes me as a thousand percent like Hillary bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Loved Biden has always been like he's Love like loved him yeah. as VP. Loved yep. him, she loved loves him Biden. in his off years. Yeah. Um. Okay. Going to our next question. Sophie Sprinkles Bakery. Ooh, sounds delicious. Asks if Carrie had ever decided to have a baby. Which guy from the show do you think she would have picked? Slash, who would have been the best? choice to be the dad i okay i have my answer but i don't know well i think the person who would be i think the person who would be the dad is the one who ends up being a dad and who you get to see being a dad it would be aiden yeah he's just i'm gonna say okay yes if that does make sense to me that is probably like that's probably the right choice it also i'm acknowledging it feels like the obvious choice it is me. the obvious choice. Yeah. No, it is the obvious choice. That was my my first thought was Aiden. Um, I do think Big would actually be a great dad because I think it would like change him. And I think that I could see that. I think it would change him because I think he'd be having the baby later in life when he actually does have space for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like young Big would be like, absolutely not. Or he would just like pay for their abortion or whatever, <laughs> however he handles it. I th- he's definitely paid for some abortions. No question. Yeah, the man, yeah. But um, but because it would be happening later in his life, I actually sort of in the way he like made space for Carrie eventually as he matured. Um, I think he could make that same space for a child. And I actually think he would be like so funny and cool as a dad. I agree. I yeah, I could see that. I again, if I it happened earlier in his life, no, he he would not be able to handle it. But I think as an older man, he'd be he has that attitude of just like, what am I doing? Like, I yeah, I also think that I'm like getting he, older, I want to settle, not settle, settle, but settle down. Yeah, well, I also think that like outside of all the other problems with the second movie, one thing that isn't really a problem is like it seems to me anyway like in actuality is like big big sort of attitude like he's gotten a little more chill like when carrie kisses aiden he is a he's a little rude about it because he's he's hurt but like he comes back he acknowledges like they've cheated like they're both human beings who have these flaws like he's capable of being self-aware and i think that like he would bring he would bring knowledge of his failures to being a parent which i think would be something and like good and i i agree with you i think the obvious choice is aiden but i think that big would be a surprising solid dad i think burger would be very bad i think burger you would never see him yes oh god he's a dad oh my god it's so stressful, oh, that's such <laughs> a stressful bad news um let's do another one okay. um, oh here's a burger one kellington 538 asks do you think Burger's arc as the, quote, guy who can't deal with his girlfriend being more successful than him, end quote, arc was based on an amalgamation of the writer's own experiences at the time, which I realize is literally the case for the entire show. But I just think it's interesting that this is a storyline that came towards the end of the show because SATC would have been very well established at that point. So I wonder if the writers were basing Burger on people they were dating at the time who were probably much less professionally successful than them. Um, and then there's a little follow-up. It says, again, the writers taking inspo from their own lives as literally the entire show, but it still got me thinking. Well, um, okay. Can I just say that's such an insightful question? And yes. I love particularly the point about how it came later. Yes. Which I think is probably so true and something I've never thought about. And I love that I'm thinking about it now. Like the fact that they were like the writers on the show. Yeah. Like the, the show of the the main show. Like 
such a game changing show. I'm sure that had to do with their own experiences. A thousand percent. And also that Berger and Carrie are both writers and Carrie's the much more successful of the two. Like it's it it's such an interesting and like natural thing to explore for the writers, because like at that time, who was more successful than them? Like not no, in so working true. in television, like no one, basically. Also, I think just I know this isn't answering the question. I'm going to circle back. But when you really think about the Carrie and Burger storyline, it I think that it's almost like an indie movie folded into a season of television. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they're both writers. I mean, again, I don't know why they didn't make him like a Brooklyn guy. I, I will never understand that. Yes. Um. Prob- I Yeah, maybe because. They only knew like successful Hollywood writers who, you know, might look like, you know, a little Brooklyn because they like wear a hoodie or whatever. But then they also do go to the fucking Hamptons because they have so much money. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what was happening. And that's why they were conflating him on screen. Um, but the more like selfless approach, I think, to writing Burger would just be to make him like full on Brooklyn novelist. Yes, absolutely. Um, wait, I had a point, though. Oh, yeah. It was just that it's an indie movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. You go, Sky. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I agree with the inside of the question. Because also when we talked to Jenny, she was like very plainly saying that they mind their lives all the time. Like Samantha's cancer storyline came from Jenny having cancer. Like the show was so much so... And the core four were so much so just avatars for the writers. So like I'm I'm uh, we didn't ask that question specifically, but like I'm sure it was the case. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely think writers date each other. That's the thing. I mean, all people in Hollywood, it's pretty incestuous, I would say. So mm-hmm. um, definitely a possibility. And uh yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it, but I really do love how thought provoking that was because, yeah, it's definitely I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. Oh, I like which one this question because I had a thought about it. Do it. Do it. Well, there. so we got a couple of questions that are like related to this. Mm-hmm. So Maya Maharaj, who is wonderful and comments on our post all the time. She's, she's so, so she's great. Um, she asks, if you could redo any parts of the movies, what would you change? Additionally, I could probably listen to an entire episode of you three discussing themes slash plot lines you want to see covered in the reboot, which sounds mm-hmm. really fun. And we'll, I will hang on to that for um, all three of us being here, I think. Yeah. Um, but then the Linda Mayer asked, how would you have rewritten either or both of the movies? So we got a couple along those. And do you have an immediate thought? Because I had a, my friend and I who listens, we've discussed this and I feel like I've, I, oh, I've come oh, to no, a let's place. Hear it. Let's tell us the insight. I think that the fix for the movies, which I find mm-hmm. ultimately frustrating while having like mm-hmm. a lot of fun moments, sure. would, would have been to pitch them as a SATC, almost like cinematic universe before that was a thing and you get you pitch four movies one movie dedicated to a story a 90 minute movie dedicated to a storyline for each of the main core four it's genius all of the four in each of the movies but you have different leads of each movie being a miranda storyline each 100%. one movie being a charlotte storyline etc et um because then you also get four mo- movies they don't feel so overstuffed stuff gets its space to breathe like that is the main that that's my main criticism of the movies is that it feels like each movie when they went in they're like the studio heads and you know this didn't happen because both movies did really well Mm -hmm. but it feels like the studio heads were like you get one shot and they're like oh fuck we have to do everything a thousand 90 minutes and I totally agree. I'm surprised they didn't make almost like a Marvel level type deal. A thousand percent. For this world because the movies are so successful. Um, and it, you could have, you could also like, you know, parse out the release yeah. of these movies. So, you know, it's not oversaturated. Um, it's also yeah. like just to do like a, a very like basic point too. like. 
there aren't many film franchises that are exclusively like centered around female heroes. No, <laughs> so 100%. to just do four that are like a four movie franchise, like around four these four women feels like such an obvious and fun thing to have done that I wish they had done. It almost makes me wish that like I there I I'm not like a big like Marvel person or whatever, but like it makes me wish that the timelines for Sex and the City and Marvel were like a little closer together so the model was there and then the pitch could have been easier. I also another way you could go is cuz I think that the first the first Sex and the City movie they clearly were like it's going to be New York, New York's a fifth character, da da da. But I feel like with the one where they go abroad, it's like I understand the impulse to be like, let's get these girls out of New York. Let's do something like new and fresh. Mm -hmm. So they could have done four movies and it could have been like New York, Paris, London, Tokyo. Absolutely. Or something that feels a little more. Yeah, Not they're the second movie. Yeah. Well, they're also like Abu Dhabi. Like I made the point in one of the episodes that like Abu Dhabi was like having such a moment in like 2010. Like sure. everyone like Dubai was like the place to no, go and Abu course. Dhabi were the place of to course. go. And so like now you would do like Tulum is like the place to go. Like you, it's it would be kind of fun to like to have a Sex and the City movie set in the current hot vacation destination a little bit. And like. And take advantage of that rather than just doing New York because we have six New York seasons and taking the women around the world a little feels very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Almost if the first movie wasn't in New York, at least yeah. it would get your mind away from this is how it's supposed to look. Sex in the and cities. Yeah. Sex in the cities. Oh, my God. That's a genius. terrible, terrible. That's what we're calling the franchise. I, I don't think that's terrible. I think that's exact. I mean, you could see that poster where i mean i like it we i think I, on the nose titles are important i don't like clever titles i think they're stupid it's all yeah it's also a matter <laughs> i don't like also, smart things i uh <laughs> tell me what i'm getting <laughs> don't don't be deceptive no sex in the cities it's yeah. it's good but it's also i i i agree that like it, i because my i also made the point in one of our other episodes where it's just like these movies are about life. These movies are about these four women. It's fun to spend time with them. Like just cutting it off at the knees. It feels weird. Like figure it never makes sense to me to not build a structure to just keep allowing for more stories and sex in the cities. There are a lot of cities. You got to go to them all. I also it maybe could hinge on on that uh, if you because I didn't really think Samantha and Smith needed to break up. I, I think mm. they could have gone through a rough patch, but I, I didn't really need that. Agreed. Um, I think it would be fun if or if they did break up, but she's still his publicist. Mm -hmm. and, or oh yeah, she's his publicist, right? Or yeah. manager? Pu yeah. It's a little it's a little vague because she yeah. starts doing publicity. Whatever. She's still like in his career. And it might be funny if he's shooting these movies all over the world and like she has to go. So she's just always taking the girls along. Yeah. So it's like we have to go to Paris this time because that was basically the premise of the second movie. Yes. Is that like Samantha yeah. has to go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. To speak to the Sheik. Um, yeah. To do PR for one of his hotels. Right. So it's like I could see or, or maybe it's not if we don't want to make it around Smith like. Samantha just has to travel for work and she always brings her friends along. Like, I feel like that's really fun. Absolutely. And it's also like Carrie can write from wherever, like Miranda and Charlotte are like are definitely wealthy enough to like work elsewhere for, or figure things out. Like, I, I don't really know what variety of law well, Miranda's in, but or, anyway, like or you, like you said, out. circling back to your pitch, like, you know, uh, each character is the thrust of their own movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could still get to those cities with like other reasons, like yes, well, because also yeah. like say Miranda's like in corporate law or whatever, and she has to go right. to a bunch of yeah, a bunch of different major cities to do on the ground law. I understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see where I, we're like, going. Here, Love here, that. Here, here I am. We all know I went to law school and get how it works. Final draft. <laughs> uh, Put it down on the page. Um, yeah, that was great. So Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we are currently horny for. Skylar, what are you horny for right now? Um, I have been listening to this 
musician recently uh, named Lucy Dacus, who I didn't really know anything about until like very recently because she just put out this Spell new album. Spell the last name. D-A-C-U-S. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's one of these people who she's like, she's like in her 20s or whatever. And she's like put out three albums. They're all excellent. She like worked with like, she did this. Um, she was a part of this group called Boy Genius with Julian oh, Baker. And yeah, Anthony I was just Bridgers. listening to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and definitely her new album, listen to her. Yeah. Her new album, Home Video Rules. <gasps> I've been listening to it Love so that. much. It's so good. It's I a mean, little like okay. all over the place genre wise. Like they're like hard rock songs there's like mm. pop there's like a little bit of like dream pop like it's like mm-hmm. there's like a the album closed with like some seven minute song they're like 230 song like it's like all over the place in like the best way like she's doing everything okay she's so cool can we just say how or can i just say how much i miss albums that close with like a 10 minute song yes yeah yeah, yeah. it's such I a love fucking that. cool move a thousand percent <laughs> yeah that. So he's just been Everyone on a journey. Everyone needs their Only yeah. in Dreams. Every album should end with like that for whatever that the band's version of Only in Dreams is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, just so cover I'm, it. Just cover the entire just, song. All albums should end with Only in Dreams by every every band. album by <laughs> every in band, band yeah. in every genre should end with that band's version yeah, of Only I, in Dreams. I, I would love to hear a nice ska version of. I definitely need a I need a ska punk a thousand with percent. a country yeah band. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what are but yeah, Lucy Dacus. <laughs> love that album. Very horny for that album. Okay, very glad Lucy. Learn about it. her. She's she's awesome. But what are you horny for? Um, I'm horny for the audio version of articles on Apple News. Um, know. I've been listening to. I I we talked about Autumn a mm-hmm. couple of episodes back because I was like, oh, it's so cool. You can just like listen to articles while you're walking it's like really nice for multitasking but now i realize like apple news has a better version of it so not like apple needs my plug Uh, i think they're doing pretty well as a company i've heard what trillion dollars in revenue um but i do think i really do appreciate that some articles you don't have to read because if you're busy I don't think it's easy to just like sit down and read an article, but I also like don't want to miss anything. So I think it's, yeah, that's what I'm horny for. I love that. Yeah, no, that's um, great. I, I, there, um, the New Yorker used to have this podcast that they, that they discontinued, but it was basically, it was very similar to that where they would just have the author of a piece. uh, Yes. uh, Reading it. Yeah. Well, they, he, they would come on and talk about their piece in the magazine that we, it was like a 20 minute, like little, but it was like similar where it was like, going to set you up for this exciting thing. And, but I, I love that where you can actually hear the writer. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't know that I'm like built for, I don't think I'm a great, like audio listener. Like Mm -hmm. I tune out, I think of other, like, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to go back a lot. Like I'm always skipping 15 seconds back, 15 seconds back. Um, but I do think it's better than nothing. So yes. absolutely. Yeah. Between the I, two, yeah. two options, half listening yeah, or listening never. Not, yeah. Half between half listening and listening. I'm going to go. Li- yeah. I'm going to go half. Wait, what? I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, between half listening and not listening at all. I'm going to go half listening. A thousand percent, because then you're halfway there to listening. <laughs> you are halfway, to, you know, and it's if you're an optimist, you are halfway to listening. And if you're a pessimist, you're only halfway to listening. It's and I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> and I fancy myself an optimist. <laughs> okay. I've hit that point where I've had too much coffee and I'm just not making sense. Um, on that note. I think we did great. Guys, it's been real. We did. We we ultimately did. I think we paid. I think old actually got more real estate than sex in the city this episode, but I'm fine with that. But it's also like anybody who's seen old, this is how much you got to talk about it for all the old, the listeners who are fans of old. This is a great old episode as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, I feel like I had another thought on old that I wanted to go out on when I was watching the movie. I had a, I had a theory of what it was going to be about. And mm-hmm. I just really missed the mark. And I'm annoyed because I really like, honestly, if you can like pull one over on M. Night Shyamalan, like you're a step ahead of him. 
like honestly congrats and like <laughs> pat yourself very hard on the back because that that's like special were you on to it at all not what it ended no. up being but i also what did you think what did you think it was well what did they, you like yeah i didn't i i really you were just like along for the ride you weren't trying to do that you weren't like i mean a little bit doing was, predictive it, text like I, I was i was the slightest bit but i also was like it's a beach that makes you old like any explanation mm-hmm. is not going to be that satisfying and then i mm-hmm. ended up because actually i had my expectations pretty low for what the expectation the explanation was i mm-hmm. was more into the ultimate explanation because i found it like oh that's a fascinating reason for these people who are very well credentialed to justify killing a bunch of people basically that being the like we're doing medical but research you could do that it doesn't but then the implausibility of a beach that makes you old is what makes it stupid because yes. you yeah. could execute that. You don't need the, actually the, you don't need the beach part. You actually could set it in reality. Yeah. No, the car that makes like, you old, the apartment that makes you old, wherever well, you are. Okay. No. I wasn't saying, I <laughs> no, wasn't no, talking I about the apartment that makes you old. <laughs> a lot of things could make you old. People are, <laughs> the car the car that makes you old <laughs> we need to get out of this car we, we have to crash this car <laughs> this car is making us so old <laughs> oh my god i do want to oh hear what you're god. saying before <laughs> that's not what i meant but i don't even care about what i meant because that is so funny uh. Listeners. I mean, oh, can we do a web series where it's just a different setting that makes you old every episode? <laughs> oh my! It is a good premise because of it this. It is so really fun. funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I think. Oh, I don't even care about my point. I don't care. Okay. Guys, we're going to end this episode. Did you guys hear something else to say? Text me your point, because I want to know the point. But like... My point? Okay, I'll try to make it succinctly. I, because that is so fake, but then, like, the, the, the social commentary on, like, the black mirrorness of, like, mm-hmm. oh, you could kill a few people to save, like, hundreds of lives. Yes. I, that is interesting. And that is yes. a movie in and of itself. So I think what I'm saying is the beach part. It's like, well, that wouldn't happen. Yes. But the other one is like a cool sci-fi exploration of like, what if? And it actually could happen. Yeah. Like it is possible. I mean, no one's going to do that. It's illegal. But I'm saying like, what if that were legal? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, no, agreed. It's almost like there's that's one of the things that's like kind of frustrating about old where but it's also, like just can i say that is also sort of what medical trials are yes it's true it's i true. watched like <laughs> there are other people have thought of this it turns they're out. like they're like you know we have these like groundbreaking you know they tell you they're like yeah you know this groundbreaking treatment and then like the person dies three days late three days later and you're like oh yeah <laughs> did oh, you really think broken, it was poorly. safe for that yeah. person it's but that's the thing too where it's like the there's almost like a weird imbalance, a structural imbalance. Like, I think the whole thing might work a little bit better, almost if you don't treat the revelation of why uh, the experiment is happening the way it's happening. That's the thing that makes it like twisty and a reveal. But like, actually, that premise is so interesting. And I kind of want to see the way those people morally justify what they're doing. Same. Like, I'm interested in the lab side of things more than I am. Yeah, I want more time dying. in the lab. Which I never yeah. thought I would say because the beach is prettier, but I do want more time in the lab. <laughs> got it. Got it. Also, though, I think that "old" is an incredible title. It is really good. I also love the poster. I gotta say that poster. Poster is excellent. Rules. Title the one is leg. Oh, dead on. The title alone, he deserves everything he gets for that title. It's so genius. It, I also feel like talking it over. I'm like, I like, I'm liking it even more. No, like, I, I think came it, out oh, like, fuck. I think it actually is a good movie. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually really like old listeners. Go see old. Also, anybody who I, I started this podcast going, guys, 
It is a spoiler alert, but don't worry. Don't waste your time seeing this movie. And now by the end of it, I'm like, you know like, what? We're like, old it is has important. its flaws, but old is important. It's a conversation starter. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Okay. okay, we'll see wow, you next week. We ended listeners. this podcast four times. Okay. Love you, Sky. Love um, you. Listeners, we will see you. Or you'll hear us uh, next week. Rose will be back and we'll round this round this thing out. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod. And follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.